With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, welcome to a very special edition of the Crackback Block Show. I am here with Brady Vernon, editor at the SB Nation site House of Sparky. Brady, first things first. How do we uh, how do we find you on the the old social medias? Um, my Twitter is just my name, Brady Vernon. Um, nothing too special. Instagram handles the same, but rather than that, it's pretty simple. Great. Um, so we got the Arizona State game coming up. Arizona State's kind of been in one of those uh, under the radar teams as far as media coverage. So what can you tell us a little bit about the Arizona State team? that the average fan wouldn't really know. So we know about, you know, Benjamin, we know about Jaden Daniels, and we know about Brian Ayuk. Uh, what, what else about the team uh, do you think that we should know? Well, the biggest storylines that usually go around is how truly young this team is. Um, after Herm Edwards kind of took over last year, there was definitely a shift in if you're just the best player, you're going to play. There's no more seniority in things. So there's been a lot of roster turnover, a lot of guys transferring out. And so last year, a lot of the defense was freshmen, and now it's freshmen and sophomores. Um, the entire linebacker group of... So Kaylin and Chris Thomas has stepped in more this year, but last year it was entirely sophomores. And Tyler Johnson, Darian Butler, Merlin Robinson... There's not a whole lot of seniors yet that you can find on this roster. And if you do, they're generally not playing. I think the only one that comes to mind is the right tackle Stephen Miller and Roy Hensley, who switched off times. But, I mean, their left tackle was a 17-year-old freshman, Ladarius Henderson, who didn't start playing football until like, his junior year of high school. Um, their right guard's a true freshman. And I don't think they have a senior starter except for Kobe Williams and Chris Thomas on the defense. So everything's super, super young. There's definitely more recruiting classes coming in that have an influence of Southern California. That's been their biggest thing with former linebacker Antonio Pierce, who's the linebacker's coach. He's kind of took over the recruiting duties, and they've hit that area hard. And the other crazy thing is they're also going East Coast. So this upcoming recruiting class, they have a four-star running back coming out of Akron, Ohio, which is Ohio State's backyard. They have a couple of guys coming from Georgia and Louisiana. And so that's something that the previous regimes didn't really do is hit SoCal hard and try to go East Coast. And now what comes with that, though, is there hasn't been a lot of Arizona guys themselves coming in. And you'll see some people get upset about that. But for the most part, it seems that this regime has a plan and they're sticking to it. So what is the general fan feeling then about uh, this new philosophy of, uh, of, of talent and, and how much the roster is turned over? Is it 
like annoyed right for now or is it hope for later? What's the, the, the situation there? Well, if you had asked me this six weeks ago when they were sitting at five and one in their ranked team, told you no one would have an issue with it. Um, but now what comes with a young team, despite having talent, is kind of the inexcusable youth that comes up. During this four-game losing streak that Arizona State is currently on, there's been a lot of penalties and a lot of dumb decisions that kind of just have backfired with the team. And, like, it doesn't seem to be learning. Like, strangely enough, um, the spokesperson for ASU before the Oregon State game pulled a couple of media people aside and told us that five starters were going to be sit out for being late for a team meeting. And it was only for a series, except for Shari Crosswell, one of the starting safeties. But he had said earlier he was going to miss the first quarter. But it's those little things that sometimes the excuse for it is being youth. But if these guys are playing every week, fans really want to see them starting to learn more. And that's just not happening right now. And they, the coaching staff is certainly asking for patience. But sometimes patient isn't there when you're on a four game losing streak and you want to make sure you make a bowl game after starting five and one. And I certainly think it's working well because for Jaden Daniels, for example, he, he seemed to be on a path going to Utah last year until ASU made a late run at it. And he said his biggest thing was that Herm Edwards decides to play the people who are good enough and can play right away. And so he knew if he came to ASU this year instead of say Utah where he could be behind Tyler Huntley that he'd have a chance at the starting gig and he did and he won it and so it seems that there's people who I guess more rational fans who know that this youth can turn out to be really good as long as there continues to be progression and keep bringing in people like four-star wide receiver and Chad Johnson Jr. next year but people also want to see those immediate results and after going seven and five last year now there's a chance that they might be worse this year and that really begs the question for some fans is like are we really getting better and so for some they can see that there's a true horizon to this youth and getting better each year but for others this four game losing streak is really pulling at their heartstrings all right let me let me let me back up there you have ocho cinco jr coming in next year yes um chad johnson jr will be a Sun Devil next year. And the craziest thing is he has been on Twitter recruiting other people. And like they were they were very close to getting Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, who is an AZ kid who later committed to CU. But those two actually got into some Twitter beef because like Chad Johnson Jr. called him out for being, hey, like, are you just running away from competition and stuff like this? But um yeah, there's plenty of influence of like other kids. Like right now, um, former NFL safety and ESPN analyst like Ryan Clark, like former Steeler, mm-hmm. his son um, is currently a freshman at ASU. He was like a four-star cornerback coming out. But yeah, so kind of excited to see Ocho Cinco just on the sidelines. That's going to be crazy. Uh, so let me ask you, I, I can I can promise you that that nobody on the Oregon coaching staff listens to this podcast, but how does Arizona state beat Oregon? (laughs) Um, It's so every game outside of two being the Utah game and the UCLA game this season, Herm Edwards has only lost by one possession or won the game. And he generally 
plays that way. But it just the way things are going, it's very unlikely. I think the biggest way possible would making sure Jaden Daniels is upright because the offensive line has certainly had its own struggles for ASU. And they really got to be more vertical passing. And we can say that the other thing would be getting, you know, Benjamin going, but we keep saying that, but it doesn't seem to be happening. And certainly if he got going and they won time of possession, that'd be a good thing. But I don't know if time of possession is going to help because I think the defense is really going to struggle. And the secondary talent-wise should be a good thing for ASU, but they, they just haven't been lately. But my biggest concern is with Oregon's running game because um, ASU just lost George Lee, who is one of their senior starting defensive linemen for an ACL. Another um, senior, Shannon Foreman, wasn't dressed at practice today. That was already a thin group by itself. And when you play the 3-3-5 with Danny Gonzalez's defense, you're already kind of like slow up front. And so now that they're going to have less of a rotation against arguably one of the best offensive lines in the country, it just doesn't seem like AZ is going to be able to stop the running game. They're going to constantly play and catch up. And that's the craziest thing is during this four-game losing streak, ASU hasn't led one second. The last time they led a game was when Jaden Daniels flipped into the end zone against Washington State with like under a minute left. In the game. And maybe that that's probably the key is making sure ASU can get out front early and keep that kind of lead, if that's even possible. But the biggest thing is just they haven't played a complete game. Um, the USC game, for example, they fell behind 28 to 7. The defense was literally a piece of Swiss cheese. Like Slovis had a four touchdowns and over 300 yards by halftime. And then they did, were perfectly fine in the second half. Nothing changed. The game plan was the same. The offense got rolling. And the same kind of thing happened in Oregon State. It was an offense shooting in the first half. And then I think no more than 21 combined points were scored. So if they could just get somewhat of a lead just to kind of feel in that way, that'd probably be the biggest plan for them to beat Oregon. And I'd say it's out of reach, but I mean, two years ago, they were struggling and number five UW came and ASU pulled it out late, won a 13-9 game, a really tough game. But to make a perfect formula for ASU to pull up the upset would be probably get out front early, make sure the defense doesn't allow 28 points and try to limit the run game as much as possible. Um, so my, my co-host, Joseph Yoon, is a huge draft nick. Do you have any shining stars or, uh, or people we should be keeping an eye on for this draft or maybe the next draft as far as talent level is concerned? Obviously, coming into this season, a lot of people were talking about, you know, Benjamin being in that class of like the top running backs. And he's still talented. I mean, he has somewhat grown up a fumbling problem this year for whatever reason. But I think going into April, it's, it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. And some people might think this is crazy, but just natural explosive talent-wise, he very well might be better than Nikhil Harry. Like, the things, his highlights aren't as flashy as Nikhil's, but I think he generates separation more. I think there's times in the open space where he's just faster and quicker and more, I guess, kind of, like, elite moves than Nikhil. 
lot of like Nikhil's highlights were just him like changing field and running backwards, kind of like the USC punt. And I generally believe as the draft process gets quicker, like he's a senior bull in by T that he's kind of a guy that can probably rise in the rankings because his tape will be there, but not people are attracted to it because AC has been more of the run heavy offense and just also the Pac-12 kind of thing and being on the West Coast. So once we get closer to April and April, I think Ayuk will probably test well. And I think the senior bowl will be a really big weekend for him. Twizzlers or Red Vines? Red Vines. It's always, I don't know, my grandma always had Twizzlers around and I just never ate them. But Red Vines, it seems like the bag disappears in 30 seconds. What is the best seat at Sun Devil Stadium? The best seat? Um, not going to say the student section because you generally have to get there like two hours early. Sometimes you sit in the hot sun um, or bleacher. So I'm going to go about like the 40-yard line, kind of higher up in the bowl section where you're covered by shade and the sun has no way possible about being in your face. What was your best experience at Sun Devil Stadium? Um, So before I took over House of Sparky as the managing editor, I was just writing like softball. I was technically the softball, like baseball beat writer. Um, so I was in the student section for the Washington game when they upset them. And so I got to check off a bucket list thing with rushing the field. And I don't think that's really a memory I'll ever forget because that was just, it was just so cool. And it was kind of crazy because like, I mean, we knew we were going to rush it, but like um, on the play that kind of sealed it, um, the tight end, caught the first down on the fourth and five play, but one of Washington's safeties like broke his leg. And so we're all like ready and amped up to go. But like this poor guy is being carted off the field and like we get just out the way and away. And at first they're letting the guys get off the field. And then you kind of just see like just this tunnel of people just storm the field, kind of like almost like a zombie apocalypse movie. Like, I could never forget that scene. That was so cool. And then we all kind of jumped, and the first three guys got kind of tackled, so they didn't really get to enjoy the moment. But this one, you know, I'll just put this out there. For whatever reason, I've always been a Justin Herbert supporter. I actually own a Justin Herbert Oregon jersey. <laughs> um, I am a very sad Miami Dolphins fan. Oh. So if... For whatever reason, if that marriage comes about between Herbert and the Dolphins in April, he'll probably have a bigger Oregon Duck fan supporter, depending how his NFL career goes. Hmm. Well, I'll let that one slide. <laughs> with uh, with kind of uh, the uh, the foot in the door to basketball season, what is the Arizona State basketball team looking like? What's the the, the general feeling about that? So they're not the team that got up to number three in the rankings like two years ago but that team just shot lights out sometimes they're not the team last year that kind of like grinded out games silent cheatham and lou dort this team with um eddie house's kid jalen house and remy martin they're really really fast they're really really fast they don't have a ton of height they love playing defense and i think you're just going to see that some games where it just like they've done never feels like they stop running and they're just really been energetic on defense and 
I think the game in China against Colorado wasn't really a full suit thing because they were missing two very important players in Tayshaun Cherry and Romelu White because of team violations. But as this year goes on, I think they'll probably get better because they have a lot of Juco kids and freshmen that will play a very big part. But they are really, really fast. It's kind of insane to watch. All right. Well, I think that does it for uh, the House of Sparky edition of Quackback Block Show. Brady, thanks again for taking the time to join me. Thanks for having me. Um, and if anybody else is interested in anything that's going on at Arizona State before the game, check out House of Sparky at SB19.